Well, it is Friday, so we are going to lighten things up a little bit, and it is time to check in with our banking lawyer turned wine professional, strategic business advisor to the BC wine industry, Tanya Tomaszewska. Tanya, so great to have you back on the show. Hi, Jill. It's great to be back on. We are talking today uh, about uh, pairing up some wines uh, that you might not think about, maybe if you're going on a picnic or a barbecue, might not think of wine right uh, right away, but there are some pairings that, that work quite well. Absolutely. I get asked all the time in the summer for my go-to wines and libations for picnics or barbecues, patio sipping. So just to start off with, I usually choose wines that I'd say are food friendly and versatile for any kind of canapes or snacks or dinners and, and all sorts of people that might be coming your way, palates you're meeting up with. Um, you can't go wrong, really. Having said that, I have some favorites. I thought I'd go through them right now. Categories of wines. Number one, bubbles. You really can't go wrong with bubbles. If someone you know likes bubbles, they're great with anything on their own morning, noon, or night. You can get white styles, you can get rosé styles. Um, one go-to that I have um, that you'll see around is very iconic Black Bottle Freixenet from Spain. It's really dry. Um, they make it like the champagne method and it's really light and lovely. Bonus, they come in small little 200 ml bottles. So they're great for backpacks or picnic campers and just saying. <laughs> um, and also um, any kind of sparkling rosé. So any kind of bubbles, people will have their own favorite styles, but you really can't go wrong with those. In the white department, Pinot Gris. Uh, when in doubt, Pinot Gris. Uh, Pinot Gris can be a, light, a great aperitif. It's really food friendly. It goes with almost everything. It really matches a broad range of palettes and any kind of food. Um, Pinot Gris is our most widely planted uh, white grape in British Columbia. So you, we have a lot of it here domestically and to support our own province. Um, but it's also something that you see coming from France and, and lots of other countries. Um, if you wanted to have a few local picks, you can see around in a lot of stores. A few examples are Poplar Grove. Um, a nice one is from the newer winery Phantom Creek. And also, if you like Italian wines, that means something like a Pinot Grigio. They're essentially they're the same grape, just called something different. Mm -hmm. um, those go with things like greens and salads and pasta salads and sushi and any kind of Pan-Asian fare. So I think Pinot Gris is a really good go-to for, for summer um, grazing. Now, for those who are kind of halfway between right, uh, sorry, <laughs> white and red, rosé is right. Rosé all day, rosé all year. It has the freshness of a white wine, but structure of a red. And so a dry, crisp rosé can go with almost anything. And it is a lovely patio sipper as well. As you probably know, there are huge styles of rosé. Um, I like dry styles for flexibility. So if you're looking for something from British Columbia, for example, you can grab a Barté Brothers rosé, Cedar Creek rosé. I mean, we have, we have dozens of them. I'm just naming a few that I've seen recently um, in the wine shop shelves. And if you like to try French wines, um, a really iconic classic one is a Cote de Rose from Gerard Bertrand. You might recognize it. It's a glass bottle with a rose carved in the bottom. Really, really lovely wine. They also make small bottles. And for flexibility and larger format, um, boxed wine. Uh, La Vieille Femme is very, is very um, popular right now. And that kind of harkens back to one of our conversations about packaging and sustainability um, and having large format wine boxes and the wine inside stays for a long time. So those are just a few examples of, of rosé. Um, and I do get asked, is it okay to put ice in rosé? And as, I, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> yes. 
there are no rules. So if you want rosé with ice, have it. <laughs> Especially on a hot day like this weekend. All right. Uh, that is that is good to know. I'm, I'm sure that's been a question a lot of people uh, have wondered about or maybe have, have done it quietly, not not uh, wanting to be judged. But now no need to do that on the down low. Uh, <laughs> what about so those all seem like very kind of light, crisp, very summery type wines. What are the what if you're grilling on the barbecue? You want something and you want to pair it with a big red? Yes. Big reds, uh, I'm asked about those all the time. As an interlude, I'll just mention, if you're halfway in between, you like a lighter red, go, go for a Gamay Noir or a Pinot Noir. You can throw those in the fridge before. They're great chilled in the summer. Um, and those are great patio sippers. But yes, sliding into grill or barbecue, serious food, um, serious proteins, or people who are just red wine lovers. A couple ones that I like to go to this time of year are, uh, for example, Rioja, which is a Spanish-style wine made mainly from Tempranillo. It's really dark red cherry, really earthy, usually very um, rich and elegant and soft tannins. Um, some from Spain you might recognize come from makers Anciano, Cune, Marques de Riscal, and they go with everything, paella, grilled vegetables, grilled chicken, lamb, burgers, you name it, it will go. Um, so that's a Spanish style wine and they're quite common. You can find them in lots of wine stores. Another one I like is Malbec. Um, you know, Argentina is producing some fantastic Malbecs right now. Great quality, really, really fun. I like it to armchair travel to Argentina and some, uh, brands you might look for are Catania, Zucardi, Trapiche. We also have some in British Columbia. Um, they're purple, they're concentrated, and they've got ribeye written all over them. Um, so they're, they're fun. Um, for people who like blends, blended red wines, uh, if you want to look within our own province, one of my favorites is from Clos de Soleil Winery in Similkameen Valley. Um, really, really great go-to of mine. Um, and for people who like maybe some other types of single variety reds, like Syrah, um, or Merlot, and don't let sideways derail you from Merlot <laughs> for those. Um, but if you pick up a Syrah or a Cabernet Franc or a Merlot style of red wine, I think those are great for barbecues and they go for with all sorts of palettes. Um, so I know that's a really quick overview, but uh, I get asked and I usually would say if you're if you like any of those styles of reds, grab those and you're probably safe. All right. That is good advice. What about if you, and I will put myself in this group, that I will tend to drink a wine that is not a good pair to what I'm eating and I don't mind and I'll do it anyway. But what if people are feeling at a loss and, and not sure on how to pair things? Great question. Well, one thing is keep trying. Um, it's an adventure and there are no rights or wrongs per se. We do have customs and pairing mainly because, um, you know, through trial and error, we find out what we like and what we don't like. Number one, my rule is just drink what you like. Um, and if you like it, that's great. Don't apologize for a wine that you like or that you don't like. So that's my number one rule. But secondly, what I like to think about it is um, a bit of a metaphor. So whether the food and the wine that you're choosing to pair will dance together. And if they dance together in a really balanced and elegant or fun way, which means one partner isn't going to, one of those one of those items, the food or the wine, isn't going to step on the other one's toes. They're not going to outshine them. They're not going to overpower them. They're not going to clash in flavors or spice. Um, they should be consistent. So sometimes it means two peas in a pod. So their textures and their weight 
and their flavors. So that's the wine and the food match or sometimes opposites attract. So um, sometimes you have something really acidic like bubbles and you have it with fried food like French fries or fried fried chicken. So, um, you know, there are lots of different types of rules people talk about, but I kind of keep it in terms of volume um, and flavor and really having a balance between the two of them. So basically, if you take a sip of wine, you should be able to taste the food you're having it with. And equally, if you're eating the food, hopefully you can taste the wine. So I hope that helps. (laughs) Um, The other thing I like to consider is regionality. So if you're having you know, what grows together goes together, the when in Rome metaphor. So, you know, if you're having an Italian-based meal, maybe maybe try some Italian wine or or some grape varieties, um, you know, wines made from grape varieties that originally are from Italy. Um, also supporting local. So if you're traveling somewhere, I always like to try wine that's made in the place I'm traveling. Um, and right now, um, you know, I'm enjoying supporting local for lots of reasons. Um, you know, our growers have had a very, very challenging year already with crop loss, which we discussed last time, and obviously right now with the wildfires. So, um, you know, let's sip what we uh, what we grow around us. Um, and, you know, barring all of that, ask your favorite wine store consultant or feel free to contact me. And I always have ideas. All right. That is good to know. Uh, one other note, and I've seen a big increase in non-alcoholic options and lower alcoholic options. So what are you seeing in that uh, that category? There is so much going on in that category uh, for lots of reasons, and um, both no elk and low elk. And for people looking to alternate between low elk and no elk options or people who aren't uh, having any wine, you know, I always like to have a few different options in my um in my picnic hamper and at my barbecues. And some of the things that I'm quite liking, uh, well, I've been tasting lots of different (laughs) products for market testing. Um, I really enjoy a lot of the non-alc beers or the 0.5% beers around right now. Um, In terms of local, I mean, there's so many, but I've been enjoying the Philips Iota Pale Ale, Philips from Victoria, where I'm originally from. In terms of larger um, international brands, I think that the Zero Bex and the Zero Heineken are really fun and and you might not know that you're not, you're having um, one without any alcohol in it. So I'm enjoying those for beer. In terms of mocktails, I really am enjoying the Clever brands and the Opus brands. So they're like aperitivos, uh, like, Aperol Spritz or gin and tonics, they taste like them, but they're not them. I'm also really enjoying ginger beer, good old fashioned ginger beer. Uh, Don't overlook it. Maybe it's time to go back to basics. And speaking of ginger beer and beer, one of my favorite, I guess, sodas right now is um, also by Phillips Brewery in Victoria, and that's the Intergalactic Root Beer. Everyone, all ages, really seems to enjoy that. So if you throw that in your hamper, you're golden. (laughs) Um, and in terms of, so those are all no elks in terms of some low alcoholic options. Um, I'm kind of going back to basics again and making spritzers, you know, white wine with club soda and lemon and lime or sparkling water. Um, and I'm finding that that's a nice way to keep things fresh and dilute a little bit of alcohol and, um, keep something fun. Um, and I'm also enjoying Rattlers. So low alcohol beer with, um, citrus tones, and some piquettes, uh, so four percent, uh, about four to five percent um, alcohol level with that are beverages made with uh, pressed wine grape skins. So again, there are lots of options out there. We could probably spend an hour <laughs> speaking about them, but those are the kinds of things that I might throw into the mix um, 
for people who would like to try some things in addition to wine or in lieu of wine. All right. Some great suggestions. Tanya, we'll leave it there. But thank you once again. And we will talk to you again soon. I look forward to it, Jill. Have a great weekend.